As we at the Cornellage Foundation celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, we are proud to share with you a reading selection from 90 Miles to Havana from our CKLA Grade 6 materials. This selection was edited out of the final publication, but was a favorite of its author, Enrique Flores Galbis. Enrique was excited to share it with our listeners. Hi, this is Enrique Flores Galvez, author of 90 Miles to Havana and Raining Sardines. I'm going to tell you a bit about how I came to write 90 Miles. Then I'll share a little piece of the writing that never made it into the book. I guess it might sound kind of weird, but I really thought about the fact that our parents sent us away from our home, alone to a strange country and an uncertain fate. My brothers and I never talked about it. My parents never mentioned it. I thought we had all willingly forgotten the fear and all the sad emotion, as well as the great adventures that came with this too sudden and unexplained separation. It wasn't until I had children of my own, and they reached the age I was when I left home, that these memories with their messy emotions began to bubble up. First, they surfaced in the bedtime stories that I told my girls as we lay in their dark rooms, waiting for sleep and dreams to come. Then, when I took a painting trip to Cuba, they came rushing out at me as I walked around the streets of Havana, and instead of coming home with books full of sketches, the unending stories filled half of the pages. Most of the stories were about the fun things my brothers and I did, like swimming or riding horses. But then the stories and the memories began to get darker. After all, I was born in the middle of a military takeover and then lived through seven years of revolution leaving only when a new dictator replaced the old one. When I started writing this book, I had to edit down the stories. I had to pick and choose the ones that I wanted to include. So many of them got left out. This is one that for one reason or another did not make it in, but still it paints a little picture and begins to explain why our parents sent us away. I dive in and swim along the sandy bottom to the blue shadow of the dock. I hook my foot under an abandoned anchor and let the current shape me. First, I wave like seaweed. Then, I gesture brittle like coral until the schools of tropical fish return. They flow around me like colored banners while curious angelfish pop the pearly bubbles of air clinging to my forehead. I like it down here because nothing ever changes. And when it does, I usually know the reasons why. I hold my breath as long as I can, and then with my lungs complaining, I rush to the surface surrounded by a flock of silver bubbles. I swim back to the beach and sit in the foam, staring out at the clouds scrolling over the horizon. Behind me, young soldiers are digging the deep trenches into the white sand and cursing the blazing sun. When I ask them why they're digging, they said, The Yankees are coming. They're going to invade any day now. I laughed, picturing the baseball team walking out of the water in their pinstripe uniforms and blue batting helmets. But when the tanks came the next day, I didn't laugh. They roared and clunked around the beach in a cloud of black exhaust and then settled under the palm trees. I can feel their guns pointing at me as I stare out at the delicate clouds rising from the tinkling aqua sea. How could they fight a war here? I learned to swim and then walk on this beach. 
We used to come here almost every day. Our mothers talked and laughed while they fed us breezy lunches under those palms. But now the tanks own the shade and the mothers whisper, and worse of all, nobody laughs. I don't know why everything had to change so fast, but I think I know when it all started. I have a picture of that day, that sunny day, when the edges started to darken. Soon, the delicate clouds will gather, and then it will rain, and the soldiers will be glad. <laughs>